Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fluent AAC. Fluent AAC is a company that creates some of the world's most advanced AAC technology. Now, why I love Fluent AAC so much is its ease of use and its diverse characters and representations of the app. This app really strives to be accessible for all kinds of users to ensure that their AAC users are prioritizing both the well-being of long-term language development and focusing on people and connection. Fluent AAC is committed to every single customer. They take a holistic approach to product design that centers around the whole person and not just imitation. New users can get a seven-day free trial of the Fluent AAC app to use for iPad. And if you head over to FluentAAC.com, there are tons of free and printable resources for you to start using with your littles right now. Hello, my beautiful family, and welcome back to this week's episode of Speech with Rach. I am your host, Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of reflection. I think that reflection can be a very empowering and eye-opening process. And in today's episode, I'm going to share actually an old journal entry that I wrote to myself a few years ago when I was in a really dark place. And now, wow, five, six years later, looking back on that same note and being reflective about it and seeing what has changed, what I need to continue to work on, and just how I've grown. I'm also going to give you guys some ideas of how you can include reflective practices both in your life personally and professionally. friends. Happy Wednesday morning as I take a huge sip of my coffee. (laughs) Mm, But in reality, happy Wednesday morning. This episode kind of came out of the blue. Um, Last night I was just looking through and organizing some old papers and journals and I found one of my old journals and I have a few different ones. And this is my definitely my eating disorder, depressed phase journal um, when I was in my last two years of college, really. And I opened it up, started kind of leafing through it, and just wanted to share that process with all of you guys. I think that a lot of times in our journey, it can be really hard to see small growth. We set a goal for ourselves, like, I want to lose 10 pounds, right? Or I want to write this book. And we get frustrated when we don't meet that goal. And yet we don't see that little by little, small growth adds up. And if we just celebrated that and focused on that, it would seem as though we are getting closer and closer to our goal rather than consistently feeling like, We're not there. And for those of you that have been following along for a while, you guys know that I am clinically diagnosed with depression and anxiety. 
And for me, my depression was really at its highest my senior year of college. I was struggling with binge eating disorder, the stress of, you know, maintaining a GPA, applying to grad school, trying to live that last semester of college life as a sorority girl, a bartender, trying to meet a boy, do a million different things, and my mental health was just suffering. And for years, I had always thought I had been depressed. I feel like I personally started noticing symptoms in high school where there would be days that it'd be perfectly sunny outside and I just couldn't get out of bed. And in college, it persisted. And in college, I really took to journaling to share my thoughts. I had a therapist at the time, but I I don't, you know, I don't really know how many people I had in my life at that time that I felt like I could be candidly honest with. So I was candidly honest with myself in journaling. Um, So I want to read you guys an article, an entry that I wrote on Tuesday, April 19th in 2016. Okay. Today I am choosing to be happy. For a while now, I've been in a very dark place of self-hatred, negativity, and despair. I've just given up on myself completely. I've stopped caring about my schoolwork, my weight, my habits. I ultimately have become a slug. (laughs) Yes, I was working, finishing my senior year, and going out, and being social. But just because I've been physically present in all of these activities doesn't mean I have been emotionally. I hate myself. I look in the mirror and I see a girl that is lazy, constantly unhappy and negative. I see a girl that has put everyone in her life first and has left herself in the shadows. I have fallen, bruised myself so many times that I almost don't want to get back up again. But I'm going to. I've been knocked down time and time again and I'm physically sick and tired of it. So today, instead, I'm choosing to be strong and cultivate happiness in my life. I need to get rid of my negative self-talk and hatred and work on being positive, present, and happy. I'm giving myself time. I'm setting realistic goals for both my health and my happiness. I'm going to work on focusing on my internal self versus my external And that's where I ended the entry. So, first of all, that was weird. (laughs) Um, God, I I can't believe I wrote the words, I hate myself. And I did. Like, I I really, truly did it this time, you guys. I was so in my head. And in my journal that I was keeping at this time is when I was really struggling with binge eating disorder. So I would say there's half pages of reflection and half pages of me tracking everything I was eating and never making the goal. And I think that at this time in my life, when I was goal setting, again, I was focusing on the external, right? 
I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to be happy. I want to do this. But I wasn't looking at the internal why. What is maybe driving these thoughts? Is it my mind? Is it my body? How are they correlating with each other? And through senior year, through grad school, through finishing my master's and moving to LA, I saw growth little by little. And now, five years later, looking back, I can truly honestly say that I'm a different person. And it's shocking to me. Even though I'm 26, I feel as though I have lived a thousand lifetimes. And that's kind of what's so incredible and also very daunting about life is in the moment, things seem so end-all, be-all. Those moments in grad school and undergrad where I was literally sitting in self-hatred and depression felt like the end of the world. And looking back, I got through them. I can't even imagine myself who I was at that time. And I don't want to discredit that. I truly think that the most growth is when we unfortunately do suffer because our suffering and our pain shows us that something's not right and we need to make a change. So I'm thankful, so thankful for that suffering. But I'm like, wow, that was not, that was a different person. I wonder what it would have been like going through grad school as the person I am now, going through undergrad as the person I am now. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm glad I did it because I've grown into the person who I am. And those experiences, those decisions, those realizations, they took time for me. And that was okay. I think I pressured myself a lot when I was in my early 20s to figure out who I was. You know, have my identity figured out, be happy, be secured. And I realized that it takes years to figure out who you are. My mother, she's... Jame, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to say your age on air. Jame, I think you're 60 or 61. 60? And my mom even says to me still, Rach, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm still figuring out my identity. It takes time. And so I guess really my, my message to you is reflective processes can be really eye-opening in showing you how much growth you've made. Even going back and looking at a assignment you wrote as a first year versus a second year versus a clinical, you know, an SLP, you can see growth. And I think personally, that reflection is powerful, but it really is professionally. And when I was in grad school, I had a professor that I think it was like once every few weeks made us film ourselves and watch it and write about it. And I hated it. I hated watching myself. But that's where I learned the most. And she always made sure that when we were doing these reflective practices, we always started with what were the positive things we were doing. And there was a lot of things that I was doing that I wasn't even realizing I was naturally doing as a clinician. And then watching that back as a graduate student just made me feel more empowered. It also showed me areas of growth. And so I personally still do this reflective process. Um, with telemedicine, it's obviously been trickier, but I usually just set the camera up facing me 
and maybe once a month I record one of my sessions and I watch it back. I look at things like wait time, activities I chose, word choice, what it looked like when I was documenting, what did parent education look like, and just kind of check in with myself and kind of see what areas might need adjusting and what areas I am slaying in. And I celebrate those areas, you guys. My boyfriend knows. I love celebrating myself. When I do something, I tell myself out loud, I did this. I'm so proud of myself. I just saw 10 kids today. Go me. I'm proud of myself. Okay? That's not arrogance. That's a celebration for you reaching an expectation that you set for yourself. Okay? Whether it was two kids, 10 kids, you set that and you celebrate it. Your celebration might be, I got out of bed today. Woo. Awesome. Celebrate it. Be vocal about it. Be vocal about your celebrations and also the celebrations of others in your life. I know for me that words of affirmation are one of my love languages and for my partner as well. And I am always making sure that I'm sharing with him that I'm grateful for him, that I see how hard he's working, you know, that I applaud the work he's doing both professionally and personally. And I celebrate other people around me because I know how good it feels to celebrate myself. So if you have some time this weekend, I urge you to be a little reflective. Go back and see if you have an old journal, a letter to yourself, I've even recorded videos of myself when I was at my lowest binge eating, like really bad videos of myself. Like I hate myself. I'm a different person. But again, wow, did I grow and did it show me that? And still now, even though I'm happy and secure, I still have my day-to-day struggles, you guys. Life is not all sunshine and rainbows. So I still journal. I'm still reflective. I set goals for myself. I look back and say, you know, where have I been in these past six months? How have I grown? And I applaud that. And I applaud all of you as well. So with that being said, I want to share another incredible review that was left for me on my podcast because it makes me feel good and I hope it makes you guys feel good too if you heard your review being read. All right, this episode is from the username Prozana, which I'm going to guess is my beautiful and talented speechy friend, Paige, but I could be wrong. So Paige, if I'm wrong, let me know. Here, here's the review. So many things to love about the Speech with Rach podcast. Rachel is so relatable and genuine. She offers concise but informative podcasts about SLP life, mental health, and mindfulness. Every SLP and SLP-to-be should check this one out for a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for your sweet, sweet words. Those mm, those are some amazing words that make me feel super happy right now. Um, I'm actually drinking coffee out of my mug that says a cup of happy. And I feel like that's very appropriate for this morning's vibes. So, in other news, I have a few other updates that I just want to share with you guys on the podcast. So Mondays and Wednesdays, as you know, are my podcast release episode dates. So Mondays and Wednesdays are the days that you can check for new podcast episodes. Starting next week, every Tuesday is when my newsletter is going to go out. I started it last year. 
going to be honest, I kind of slacked on it. So I'm going to be sending a weekly newsletter on Tuesday that includes freebies, links to my favorite podcast, exercises, meditations, and things that I think are applicable and helpful for you guys, and some of my new products and posts. So if you haven't yet, make sure you head over to speechwithrach.com. And on my homepage, there's a little box, and you can put your info in to sign up for my newsletter. Promise, if you don't like it, let me know, and we can work together to include more pertinent information for you as well. I want this to be a happy little piece of mail that you get every week that gives you some support for the week ahead. Again, I am so dang grateful for all of you guys, and I will talk to you very soon. 